Driving while awesome podcast radio hour. <laughs> oh God. Yo. Do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO. Mellow grinds. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. Oh, this smells of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO. You only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No, beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I screwed it up. <laughs> Welcome to Drive Well Awesome. My name is Warren. I'm Lane. I'm Brian. I'm Art. And I am Naveed. We are once again joined by Naveed. Eat with Naveed on Instagram. How else can people find you? Um, You can find my articles on Speed Hunters or that's pretty much it. Yeah. I don't really want to give everybody my Facebook just yet. So. <laughs> just yet. Just yet. By the end, he'll give it to you. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, I guess you guys stick around on Facebook yeah. too. So yeah. you, I have a sticker that you brought. Eat with Naveed. It's a little coffee cup. Yeah. It says eats. What? No. Cars, food, coffee, established 2014. Yeah. Did you draw this too? I did. I like That's it. That's a very Brian drawing, by the way. This yeah. is my style. Yeah. 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 Nice. Very yeah. cartoony. And then, then there's another one that's Tour de West Rally, and it has a number 34. Is that your number? That's not my number, but no, I had a I had a series of 50 stickers uh, oh. printed out for that. So the ones oh. that uh, people had the option of picking whatever they wanted. Lane actually showed up that day at... What? I didn't get a sticker. Here it is. He Maybe I missed you. No, no, no. So you only showed up at Whale City. That's why. You when? Didn't, you didn't stick with us the entire time. Which time? That was the day that um we so like we had a big group with us and I met up in the at the beginning, dude. No, over in San Jose. That was the end. No, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah it you was. said you ran into him at the end. You no. said that you ran in yeah. No. I, I met up early in the morning. Knows. We did uh, we went up a uh, Tanami, up or Mount Obanami <laughs> and then down. <laughs> and then we went to Boulder Creek. <laughs> And or and we went we went and had lunch. No 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 that wasn't my rally. Oh that was that day rally? that you're talking about. That was something that Jeff Wise put on. Oh you're right. Yeah <laughs> that wasn't my rally. <laughs> that the was day Jeff of Wise's. my rally. You showed up at so we ended uh, actually okay. right before. Oh we, we met I you. know yeah I wasn't invited. You were so invited. that's cool dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh no I was invited. That Never was all invited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just I, trying to find a way to. I remember it. dude. I'm it was at Whale City and I showed up with my kids. Yeah you showed up and with your kids. um you had a bunch of rag cars like a 300 SL dude. 300 SL, 250 GT Luso, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ferrari, California. Well, if you would have told me I'd get a free sticker, maybe I would have gone. I dude. know, right? <laughs> That's it. Invite was there. You missed out. What was no. the mountain name you guys went up? Amenham. Amenhamen. Anami. Mount Anami. Unami? Umami. I grew up in the area. I've yeah. driven most of these roads. I have never been to Mount <laughs> you haven't you haven't done that drive? I've seen everyone's posted pictures. Either. Everyone, you yeah, have any there? Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was my first go, time doing it. Was Jeff Wise opened it recently? Yeah, so they they closed it. It was under construction. They closed it for a really long time. But like the second half of that mountain, the first half is complete shit. Like going up San Jose, getting up there, the roads are completely from the backside, up. right? From so, the backside, yeah. 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 Um, but if as soon as you get past the point where like you actually start going up Umminham. The entire thing is brand new. Yeah, like, it's all so of good. The pavement is brand new. No yeah. speed bumps. No, yep. no, like hardly any pedestrians. And you end it with a massive parking lot that could probably fit like maybe sixty people. Mm. Um, and like slightly above that, they have like the overlook, and yeah. it's all brand new. So like you have panoramic views of the entire Bay Area. Like you can see, it's, it's beautiful. It's it's kind of like similar, like going uh, up. What's it called? 
um, where the, the where well, the Lick Observatory yeah, is. Yeah, Hamilton. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Hamilton. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. very, very similar to that uh, second half of, gotcha. of Hamilton. Oh, sweet. So. Dude, it's so Check good. It yeah. That was my first time on it. And yeah. It was just in the 944. It's like <laughs> flat out, dude. Just like I was going as fast as like, you know, I just, yeah. you can just go as, as fast as you want because it's uphill. You're, yeah, and you can you can just like go through turns. The 944 has tons of, of grip and everything, and, and, no and not a lot of power. <laughs> yeah. So it's as much power as I can put to the ground is how fast I was going. Yeah, that was you know? that was a good run that day, and it was awesome. And I and I was actually lucky to be in a couple group in a group, and I was behind these two dudes, and they pulled over because they didn't know where to go or something, or and then I was able to get. <laughs> of them so i had a run nice and you know and then i stopped i would stop and wait for them for like a minute and then i would go again like just because i felt like i was like going the wrong way but yeah it was it was an awesome run up there it's a really interesting place so what is that an observatory up there too the big square building because it looks like it looks almost like sci-fi kind of i think it was a defense department yeah it was it was was actually part of the military so i don't know if you guys know todd or not todd lappin he has the black r32 skyline gtsd that always oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so he's glasses right yeah yeah Yeah. he he was the glasses a little bit older gentleman but yeah he's uh, like uh 58 or something (laughs) (laughs) he's like listening right now so he actually knows a lot about like the military bases and stuff that that were around the 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 bay area yeah like stuff that's been demolished and like rebuilt on and things that have been preserved and stuff like that and he actually like schooled me on it a oh, while okay back. i don't remember everything but it was like a military base and like all of those buildings and everything are all there from day one like oh, okay. they, they're just preserving it as much as they can so nice. it's, it's pretty awesome it's it's a really cool looking structure the main one right it's yeah. like it looks like a monolith you can or something see it it's from, like a, you can see it from everywhere you yeah can actually, if you stand at uh, in at mount hamilton yeah at the lick observatory yeah. and you look across you can actually yeah. see that monument that far out. away yeah, that's crazy yeah. there was sick. a rumor that it was part of the nike defense missile silo system oh, okay. which there's a few in the bay area right on top of the mountains but um, I don't know if it was just radars or something. But yeah, it was closed forever, and then they decided to make it into a little park. Aliens, dude. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Aliens. The one <laughs> thing sketchy about those like roads like that is there's nowhere to go. You're like stuck oh, yeah. up, and then you have to go back down. Yeah, the way you came. You know that day when we did the the Jeff Wise. Run, yeah. Um, I don't know if you remember, but my friend Mike showed up in a black 993 towards the end. Like yeah. we were leaving back. He got okay. a ticket that day because. So I get because his car is pretty loud. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He has like the Fister exhaust and all that stuff on the uh-huh. stage three, and probably. Probably. Yeah. Um, but he basically, well, I guess, was gunning up the mountain trying to catch up to us because he was late. And then on the way back down, the I, like the park ranger or something oh, pulled shoot. him over and was like, "Dude, I've I, I've been hearing you the entire morning, basically." <laughs> oh man! So like, what are you doing? And then they gave him a ticket. Oh wow! Yeah, for the uh, exhaust server speed, a park ranger can mm-hmm. do that. I don't remember. Yeah. I don't know if it was a park ranger or if yeah, it was just can. one of those like state trooper kind yeah. of guys. Well, there's sheriff up, like, up there. Yeah. Stuff. I feel like I was with Brian once, and he tried to like. Oh, what did you do, dude? You tried <laughs> to like there was a fireman, was a like fire a truck. fire truck, and he's like basically did something and he's like i just wanted to and he got pulled over he's like i just wanted to see if like they could do anything (laughs) right yeah it was right behind galt school right yeah it was no it was was by b40 elementary elementary. yeah and that little back section i did by um, like the full fire truck lit up his lights and pulled me over basically yeah and i (laughs) i think i even asked him like can you guys give tickets and they're like yeah man we yeah, can. <laughs> watch me. Wait, yeah. can they really? 
a firefighter? Dude, I, this was a long time it ago. It was when this we was were in like, high school. Probably in high school, yeah. And I don't know what I could have done. I'm just a Right by uh, Marty like and Sue Drake's uh, shop. Yeah. I mean, if nothing else, he could hold you there until a real cop came. That's true. Citizen's arrest. Yeah. I got pulled over by undercover cop once. I got pulled over by an undercover cop on 17, too. Oh, yeah. I was really street racing through Santa Cruz. You were. My dad got pulled over racing a Harley back in the day, like in 280Z. He was in his car on um, on Buena Vista, you know, uh-huh, coming yeah, up on the like hill that. on one, right after the crest coming downhill into town. Yeah, dude. <laughs> like 120 and uh, he flew past like a, an impala or something had no idea what it was, you know and then all of a sudden this dude comes up. out yeah with like busts out his hidden lights yeah and basically like r- practically ran up to the window and is like what the fuck are you doing and like he's yeah. like i thought you guys robbed a bank together or something and, like, <laughs> he it didn't end up getting him a awful. ticket or anything but just like yeah. <laughs> was like trying to figure out what the hell was going on you know yeah he was I've more just impressed with me. the speed you've had what i said i've had cops run up on me Guns yeah. drawn, um, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, oh, gnarly. So like one time, um, me and my friends were actually in like downtown San Jose. Like we went out for the night or whatever, and like I don't condone this at, at all or anything. But like, so we were like driving really fast on the way back home. Like we were kind of, we weren't really like racing each other or anything. We were just like messing around. This was like one in the morning, and there was what there wasn't really a whole lot of people on the freeway. And I had an E thirty nine M five back then. And he was in, uh, I think it was a CLK 55 or something like that. And like, we were just messing around and stuff. And I was just like, I'm just going to do a pull on this guy. I had like an old girlfriend with me at the time too. And I was like, like 19, 60, 60 years old. <laughs> and I was like, she was 16. He was 19. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she was probably, no, she was. You had an M5, you had an E39 M5 at 19. Yeah. That's pretty. I'll tell awesome. you guys more about that stuff later. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. So, like, I was just, I thought I was like cool as, you know, super cool and like kind of showing off to her you or whatever. Were, yeah. So I downshifted and like, it, I think I got into like fourth gear and I just mashed it, dude. And like going up 880, right where the 237 junction or uh-huh. the 238 or 237, like where the junction is, mm-hmm. there's like that little S turn right there. There's cops that always hide right there. There's oh, always the a speed overpass, trap yeah. there at, at at all times, pretty much. And I think he clocked me at like 135 or 140, <laughs> and I was still going. Like by the time this dude caught me, I was past like Milpitas, almost in Fremont, basically. And like as soon as I pulled over, because he finally turned on his lights, he like he started yelling in like his little speaker thing or whatever, <laughs> and he was like, "Get the fuck out of the car!" And I was like, "Not a good sign." Uh, okay. <laughs> And he was like, put your hands up. And I put my hands up and I like put my hands on, on, on the car or whatever. And he came behind me, he arrested me. And then like, like, I think it took like probably like two hours, two or three hours for him to finally let me go. He let me go. He gave me a ticket. He let me go, but he, and he did, he didn't like book me for the night, but dude, I sat in the back of his car and he like made calls and turned into like a five CHP, like officer investigation thing. They searched my car. What about your uh, old ass girlfriend? (laughs) She was sitting in the back of the car with me too, but they, they no never, way they, they put her back there too. Yeah, but they didn't yeah. cup her or anything like Whoa. that. Like they let her be because yeah. like, we weren't drunk or anything like that. Right. I don't think like I there wasn't like no smell of anything. Yeah, she didn't do anything wrong. Just the strawberry hookah only. Yeah, yeah just it, it actually was after leaving a hookah lounge. Too. That's the funniest part <laughs> on Santana Row. Or something? Yeah, so it was it was interesting. That was the first time that ever happened. But I've had some pretty bad experiences with cops. Uh, huh. Cops and I don't get along. It yeah. Probably might be my skin color, dude. I've, I'm on the same boat, man. No, yeah, he's really ones. white, by yeah, the yeah, way. He's like, I, I, he has I, red hair. I'm actually wearing sunglasses right now <laughs> in the studio. Yeah, um, so. yeah dude. So uh, 
obviously you're a big car guy. Like what's your, your background? Have you always been around cars growing up? Like what was your first car? So, I mean, I don't know how far back you guys want me to go. Let's go way back. Okay. Way back. Uh, car, my family yeah. immigrated here back in 1995. I was two years old. From where? From the Middle East. My father is from Afghanistan. My mother is from Turkey. Um, my, my dad was in the military. He was like a high ranking, uh, officer. And basically, um, once the war with like Russia and everything kind of like settled down and everything, they, they, they let him kind of leave, like do his own thing or whatever. So we got sponsored by some uncles that basically lived here at the time in Hayward. Um, and the minute we came here, I mean, like my earliest memory is like living at that uncle's house. Um, cause we had like, we came here with pretty much nothing. Um, and so they were kind of like taking care of us for a little bit until my dad kind of got on his feet. And like the earliest mem memory that I have, like, or one of the earliest memories that I have is my cousin had a nine 11 turbo, like little kit car kind of oh, thing yeah. like that he built, um, and like painted and stuff himself. It was one of those little like one eighteen scale models or whatever. And I like totally broke it and messed it up and he got super pissed. <laughs> and I hella remember that exact experience. And he brings it up to me to this day. He's like, Cause he actually has a nine 11 turbo now. Oh, nice. And he's like, dude, you broke my first nine 11 turbo. <laughs> he always brings it up. Um, but you were a two year old. Is that I was three. Oh, was you three remember that? Time. Yeah. I remember that. Wow. That's like my earliest memory. It's really yeah, yeah. spotty, but I totally remember that night. Cause it was like, uh, it was it, they lived in a place that was very distinct um so it was like kind of hard to forget i guess mm. uh -huh. um, it was like we were in the deep hood in 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 hayward and then moved to the deep hood in oakland <laughs> deeper hood <is> yeah <laughs> and, then, and then from there moved over to the east bay finally when my parents decided you know to get me out of that 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 zone i guess um but yeah i've always been interested in cars um, that same uncle, he actually owned a body shop, um, and they worked primarily on uh, European cars. So like my cousin's first car, I, I, I was around these two cousins a lot and they mm. were the ones that had like the most, um, automotive influence on me, I guess, when it yeah. comes to like learning about stuff and understanding things, um, that was related to cars and they were, they, their first cars were E36 M3s. They both had E36 M3s. And I think that's where like the, the seed kind of planted for yeah. me. Nice. Um, and so, yeah, my first car was actually, I had a 2003 Honda Accord. I bought it when I was 15, um, in high school. Um, I, so I worked starting at 14 and I saved up like a whole bunch of money throughout that year. Cause I didn't really have any expenses in high school. And I was just like, you know, I'm going to buy my first car. And like my family didn't really have a whole lot of money or anything like that. So, mm -hmm. and I, I was never the type of person that wanted to like rely on them or anything. So I worked my butt off and I saved up, I think it was like seven or eight grand over that year. Um, and then I bought that, that Accord. Um, and I got it for a pretty good deal with the help of, uh, my brother-in-law who is like really close to me. He's kind of like a brother to me. V6. Um, yeah. So it was a nice. V6 EX top of the line, had the leather, leather interior navigation and everything. Back yeah. then, like these were like 10 or 11 grand for like a used one. Mm. And I got it for like six, I think it was. And I was like, I could totally sell this and make some money on it. And my brother-in-law told me the same thing. He was like, dude, you can sell this and you'll make money on the car and you can buy whatever else you want instead. And I was just like, that's not a bad idea. So I drove it for like three months and then I flipped it and I ended up getting like 10 G's out of that car. And then that was the first time I flipped a car and I was like, nice. Holy crap. Like that was the easiest money that I've ever made. Yeah. So I was just like, why am I not doing this more? You know what I mean? And back then this is like early days of Craigslist. So like not too many people were on Craigslist and like, there was like little secret avenues like you could go on to the penny saver and like kind of find a car every now and then and stuff. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. um, I started really trying to like familiarize myself with what I could do as far as, you know, flipping cars. Mm -hmm. um, 
and then that's when everything kind of just went downhill. And since then, I've probably had <laughs> um, maybe upwards of 110, 120 cars. Holy wow. shit. Yeah. Dude, that's double what I've done. That's crazy. Yeah. And I have, I mean, I like, I literally, I try to keep a little bit of a memory piece on each car and I have all of the release of liabilities at home inside of like a folder. Nice. And it's like this thick, dude. That's <laughs> And I've had like literally everything, anything and everything that I've, I've, I thought was interesting and that I could make money on, I bought. And it's always been something that needed a little bit of work or whatever. So yeah. I would, I would try to buy something. Well, if I'm honest, I would kind of lowball people and just wait for somebody to bite. Yeah, that right. <laughs> yeah, that's the strategy. Well, because typically, I like I don't look for perfect cars, or I didn't look for perfect perfect cars. I would look for something that needed a little bit of work that nobody wanted to really put in that effort, but I did. Like I was okay mm-hmm. with doing that, you know. Um, so that's what I did. I I bought a whole bunch of cars. I would put a little bit of effort. Typically, a lot of E36 M3s and Subarus. Um, I would fix the common problems like saggy headliner, torn Vaders, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, and then I'd flip them. Dude, that should be your Instagram handle, Torn Vader. Torn yeah. Vader. <laughs> Torn. Saggy headliner. Saggy headliner. Not the right <laughs> ring. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that, that was basically my, my, like how I got into cars and why. It was more so like I was, I always liked cars. I always played video games and stuff growing up, but I never thought I'd be like heavily into the end industry or anything like that at any point. Um, Dude, you could probably sell a coffee table book that just showed every car, 120 pages. I have, like a little I have photos of everything, too. If you look at my Craigslist account, I'll show you guys one day. Dude, I'll send you a you screenshot. Should, I, I would buy that book. If it was a long <laughs> history and it just said, this is what I bought it for, this is what I did, this is what I sold it for. So a picture. what are some of the highlights? Like the like maybe your favorite cars or the ones that made the most money, like cars that you doubled in value or something like that. The most money I made, um, trying to think probably, I think that E39 M5, I made a pretty good chunk. I got that car for nine grand with 80,000 miles, like eight years ago, seven years ago. So I got a really good steal on that. And I'm pretty sure I bought that car off of a drug dealer in Chico uh-huh. um, who probably just wanted to unload it or whatever. Um, Cause it was like, it was posted. And like I said, this was early days of, not early days. This was like mid time Craigslist, but not too many flippers and stuff on there. Like nowadays, to be honest, I don't do this anymore at all. Like, because it's so saturated and like, I know you guys are friends with BRZO, but like BRZO has saturated the market even yeah, more. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's really hard to do this now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I got that car, I think for like nine grand. I think I sold it for like 20 or something. Whoa, oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, does that account for the uh, expensive ticket you got for the 140 mile an hour <laughs> endeavor? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, th- I I mean, it was worth it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I won't say that it wasn't worth it. I had fun in that car. Um, what color? It was a uh, carbon black. Dang. I was hoping an interesting color. No, like carbon black with the carbon black interior, wood yeah. grain trim, kind of ugly to be honest with you. Yeah. And then... I mean, side tangent here, but that X that I was with at that time. Old ass X. <laughs> yeah, that old ass X that turned out to be a psycho and broke my windows. So oh, oh, shit. <laughs> the nice. classic, like, like full on king or yeah, yeah, shit. Yeah. Like, oh, that's pretty the cool. Them Latino women, bro. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> was she dancing salsa when she was doing that? <laughs> no, nah, she was just being psycho. It's <laughs> nutty, dude. Yeah. So, what was the, what was your, like, what's your, like, top three of the cars you've had? Of those 110. Like the ones that I liked? Yeah, yeah. Um, I had a Mark IV Supra that made oh, around sweet. 800 horsepower at the wheels. Okay. Wow. It was ridiculous, um, but it was it was fun. It, that was actually the car that like I learned that I really don't need this much power yeah. out of a car. It was literally useless. Um, so 
I definitely like that car. My most recent car was the R32 GTR. That was by far my favorite car that I've ever owned in my entire life. Um, mm. It's just that driving you, experience that comes with that car. Is so good. No, I actually sold it like six months ago, six uh, or seven months ago. It's still local, so the guy still owns it. Um, but I'm actually, as time has moved forward, I've been getting into older and older and older cars. So um, right now I'm trying to get into either an old Skyline or an old 911 or maybe both. So we'll see cool. how that goes. Like how old of a skyline? Uh, like ideally, I'm trying to get a 71 or 72. Oh, nice. cool. Um, Hakosuka. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. They're very, very hard to get in in decent shape. I've been mm-hmm. looking for five years, six years. Wow. With no luck. So. Wow. Yeah. What's the uh, What do those go for? Well, um, not a GTR, right? You're looking at GT 2000. GT- yeah, yeah. yeah. I I. I, I I don't want a GTR yeah. that the motor that's in it, the S 20 is like 50 grand. Yeah. So it just doesn't make sense. I mean, with the way that we drive and everything and like, you know, yeah, you don't want, you like want to be able to build a little high rod motor for cheap, right? Yeah. Well I can get, I mean, the benefit of the, of the S 20 is it's dual overhead cam. So you get a better power band and everything much earlier and it makes a really, really nice noise. Too. It's also yeah. the best looking motor in history. It's also I think a beautiful motor. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, all Japanese motors at that time that were dual overhead cam look really good. They like do, the motor yeah. that's in the mm-hmm. Toyota 2000 GT yep. is beautiful. That's a really nice motor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but how about an Isuzu Ballet? Have you heard of those? I have no idea. What yeah. That look is. at one of those. The same similar deal. It's pronounced Ballet. Ballet. Uh, I was actually just talking, Ballet. um, so our friend Colin, uh, he's actively looking for an alternative to his 912. Like he wants to get into an old Japanese car specifically. And so I showed him that and he's like, holy shit. Like, you know, it's a very weird, obscure car. I think I, mean, I know what you're talking about. I uh, think JDM Legends might might have had one or two for sale at some point. They're very weird. Yeah. And so that's a, that's a car that is kind of it wasn't as popular as the Celica alternative yeah. or the, the Skyline or whatever. But it's a it's a Bellet GTR 2000, I think, as well. They call them. And um, it's a little two liter dual overhead cam really cool mo- uh, little car and they actually uh did really well in rally too um but yeah anyways i mean i digress i'll mm. show you a picture here but p- anyone can google this looks like that yeah that so name, i think jdm legends actually has one for who, sale right who now. makes that it's a new suzu yeah yeah did Joe Joe back that one or is this pre Joe? It looks like a Datsun 411. I don't think Joe backed it. So the weird thing about these cars is that they have like, um, I don't know how to describe it really, but the front is sort of tapered in and they kind of bow, bow out in the middle and then they taper in the rear, you know? So they have that sort That's of a cool. shape, which it's is a cool ugly, shape. Really. Yeah, so, some people don't ugly, like dude. it. Some people don't like it. Um, do you guys know what a 411 is? I do. It's yeah. like a cigar. It's just like, it's a, like a cigar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the rear has square taillights, which is really weird. Oh, awful. Uh, you know, because the front is, um, you know, the front has round uh, headlights, but, yeah. and it has like a really high sill and a short top. Yeah, that's it's the like, thing. It has the high sill, short top. Like, yeah, it's really I want bizarre. Some, give me some big windows, man. Um, yeah, it's a trippy car, um, but I think I convinced him to get a Celica, like of that era, uh-huh. like, which is basically like a the Mark 70s? 1, like a Mark 1 This is Colin Hill yeah, yeah, we're yeah. talking about? Yeah. 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 The downside with the, with the early 70s Celica is I don't think they have IRS. They don't. Yeah, so They're that's what like I'm saying. It's like it's like a weird. Mark One Cortina or something yeah. like that. Yeah, which that's is a fun ass car. Those. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely you know it tosses you around on bumpy roads, but yeah, um, they can be really fun. So yeah, that's interesting. Transitioning to the older cars, what's what's the deal? Or what's the draw? Um, right, I mean, I mean, I've so like like I said, I've owned quite a few. So the older the cars that I've bought have gotten, the more I've like had a hard time selling them. So mm-hmm. like I kind of end up. 
just kind of getting drawn to them. Yeah, it's more personality they have, right? But, yeah, it has it has everything. You know, like I like a lot of people probably don't understand, but like you know, having those weird like issues or like things that go wrong and like the rattling and like the windows shaking and like that raw kind of like visceral kind of like I don't know, just it gives you a lot of feedback. Um, and I really experienced that a lot with my Z because I mean, I tried that car was like it was pretty beat when I got it. I mean, it, it was really the the previous owner had like taken care of it enough to get it like running and stuff. But I mean, suspension, everything was worn and all this stuff. So it was just like, I don't know, the driving experience that I got with that car was just unlike anything else that I had driven before. I thought of the entire time, I mean, up until that point, I thought that like the 80s, 85, 86 E30s that I was buying was like, you know, raw and nice. And then I drove that and I was like, holy shit, like this thing barely has, it doesn't even have ABS. Like it doesn't stop. It doesn't go. It doesn't turn. It doesn't <laughs> do anything unless I make it do it. You know what I mean? So like that really, I guess, like captured me and like, I don't know. I got, I got, I got lost into that. And then I started driving a lot more 911s. And then like the thing with like the 911 is just that you have to know how to drive it in order for you to be fast. Otherwise, if you don't know how to drive it, you're going to be slow as shit. Everybody's mm -hmm. going to be passing you up because it's not traditional, you know? Um, so it would like that learning experience of getting to understand that rear engine, rear drive setup, you know, shifting the weight around on that car, getting them to rotate the right way. All of that stuff was just like, I don't know. It really like it, it won my heart, I guess. Yeah. Um, you want like a very engaging experience. Yeah. Right More than anything, yeah. that's what I care for. I don't care about speed. I don't care about anything else. If I feel like I'm going fast and I feel like I'm getting the experience that I'm after, then I'm happy. So that's I think we I'm call that for. sense of occasion. Yeah, that's right. And so yeah. carburetors, you're okay with that? Yes. A hundred percent. Everyone's okay problem. with it. <laughs> I, I'm not really. hundred percent. Yeah, well, so the biggest problem I had with carbs is on the on like a Nissan, the L series motors, the oh, yeah, terrible SUs. design with by 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 putting the carburetors directly above the headers. Mm -hmm. So anytime like I was running forty, uh, yeah, forties like the triple McCuny forties yeah. on on my Z, and they would boil. Like it would just boil the fuel. And when you're running McCunies, you typically don't run like a fuel return because mm. it just looks kind of ugly. So most guys don't care about. The performance they just go with you know not having a fuel return so the fuel would go in into the into the floats and stuff and it would just sit and it would boil up oh that's like and so then, you yeah, came yeah. to our cars and coffee yeah like when it was cars and coffee i think before morning morning motor started and you drove uh z car garages the green one the green one that's brian kippen's not z car garage okay Brian Kippen's yeah. car, you had to stop halfway yeah. to basically let the fuel cool down. Yeah. So we ended up... Because you had vapor out. lock, essentially. Yeah, I had vapor lock in yeah. that car. We found out what the problem was and it was vapor locking. Yeah. And that car had a fully built like three liter, 300 horsepower, mm. like beast of an engine, which he actually just sold last week, by the way. Oh, okay. Yeah. So... Yeah. And that car looked fairly stock too, right? Um, it was it was like Restamod, I guess okay. you could say, like proper suspension and all that stuff. Uh -huh. um, but very very like the probably the the most sorted out Z that I've driven. Um, yeah, it was it was really really nice. I would have bought it if 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 I wasn't after a nine eleven. Nice, uh -huh. dude. I, I was just at Berkeley Cars and Coffee this past weekend, and there was a dude that I met there who has a fully decked out like rally tarmac rally spec uh, Mark II uh, Ford Escort, like a Euro spec you know English Ace. Ford. Yeah, Ace. Yeah, and. Uh, 
and I'm a total pussy when it comes to fuel smells and shit. And so this car had all of the holes that, you know, that for the wiring and shit that goes into the cabin, none of them were plugged. And there's a huge hole right in line with the carbs. He's got dual 45s. I'm like, dude, there's no way I can survive driving this fucking nope. thing. And he's like, well, I'm usually driving really fast and it just kind of flows out. And I'm like, dude, no, I would fucking die. <laughs> yeah. did, like, you, I would, did you get a chance to sit in that car? Yeah, I did. The, did the, you feel the clutch? Oh my God. The, well, the, the, that is one of the nicest shifters I've ever felt too. Oh, yeah, for sure. It is like beautifully mechanical, like super tight, like really not notchy, just this perfect throw mm. and feels so good. Yeah. And but yeah, the the clutch is I actually mentioned the clutch because I think Gen's three sixty five GTB four is actually heavier than that still. Really? Yeah, it's really heavy. Yeah. So Gen's clutch is heavier and it has more throw, whereas Ace's car has it's very, very heavy, but it's a really short throw. Yeah, it's very so it's short. So it's accentuated because yeah. you have less like movement to work with, you know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But that's a badass car. I mean he's I, he's an awesome guy. He's got some pretty pretty intense builds that that he's done over time and he also races a lot so right 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 he's one like, like set up yeah he like races rally. like in vlan and he's like yeah. been successful in that and uh he does rally i think he's actually in finland right now rallying yeah. right yeah um, he just went i think today um, yeah but yeah we're, i'm actually working on a story with him to get like some of his cars featured as well too um, sweet i tried to do one of his track days but unfortunately i mean there wasn't a whole lot of story to resonate with it so yeah um, I managed to get pictures and everything that day, but I wasn't able to really put a story out with that. So when so. did, uh, obviously, you know, the car thing bit you, but when did the photography start? Um, so selling cars, you kind of have to have good pictures to go with it. Kind of. You don't take, you don't crop the, uh, the front and the rear and oh, then dude, don't even get me take started. a picture of the <laughs> steering wheel, but like a corner, <laughs> of the, like with the part of the shifter. This take... is why exactly that I haven't bought a 911 yet. I've been looking for six months and the guys that I deal with are just these old dudes that like, they'll give you like, I'm like, can you give me more pictures? And yeah. they're just like, yeah, I'll send you some pictures. Here's a wheel. Yeah. Here's a quarter. Yeah. Here's quarter a picture panel. from 1986. <laughs> yeah. Here's here's the picture of the day I bought it. Yeah. Like, what am I going to do with these pictures, dude? Like, dude. So, so the, you know, the, the car that Matt Farrow owns now, the safari car. Yeah. Yeah. So I almost bought that car yeah. and, um, I, you well, know, you dodged a bullet. I, well, I know dude with the valve train shit, yeah. but, uh, so it sat at, I don't know. Fuck it, we'll say it was listed at thirty-seven grand or something, yeah. which was like a steal for that car. For it's a Cassis, yeah. G fifty Cassis, like I want to say it had like eighty-seven thousand miles on miles, it, something yeah. like that. Really nice car, original paint, yeah, beautiful car. And uh, I was buying a home, and it was bad timing for me. But um, but that car sat on Pelican Parts for like a month or two or something at that price, and it was because his photos were fucking terrible. And, and it may so, and people that didn't Pelican, know the color. Renless or something. Or it might have like, been Renless. And people yeah. that didn't know the color personally, it looked like the worst color ever. Oh, yeah. yeah. For sure. In the pictures. In, in the, the pictures. pictures. That's and what so, I'm saying. And so Matt, yeah. before he even took delivery of the car, was like, dude, I'm so going to paint that ugly ass fucking Barney thing. And we're like, dude, no, keep the color. It's yeah. fucking cool. And then when he got the car, he's like, oh, shit, you guys are right. It's actually a really rad color. But yeah. like the pictures were so horrible that like he was convinced he was going to do a color change. But yeah, I mean, like that car, like, he, I mean... But at that's also how day. you get the Craigslist deals. Yeah. That's where I was getting at. Cars with the it's like, pictures. that's where I was getting at. Like, I actually used to prey on that. Like, when you're saying you're deterred, I'm like, dude, like, I would immediately go check it out because I'm sure a lot of people are like, fuck this guy. Like, I have no idea yeah. what I'm looking yeah, at. Yeah, I was, I was one of those fuck this guy people. <laughs> dude, yeah. I mean, I, there was I, one CRX that I bought was like, it was basically, I think Matt Hushipashi remembers, it was a shot in the garage at night 
lights off flash photo. It was the only picture <laughs> yeah. in the ad. 88 CRXSI, which <laughs> the, is a really good car. Gushu stuff. Yeah, and I'm like, well, no, <laughs> dude, that's no. Th we're talking like. Just imagine the reflectors in the rear taillights, like bright, like flat, you know, like yeah. you know, all you can see is Sounds the lights artistic, displayed yeah. and like you can kind of see the shape of the car. It was, a, it was so bad. Although I've bought, drove to Sacramento to buy it because yeah. it was the right car. It was 88 SI, low miles, original owner, or not original owner, sorry, original miles. Like, you know, it was like, I want to say like 85,000 miles on it. Damn. Um, super nice car. It was owned by a doctor up in, in Sacramento. And like, just that was the only photo How of the ad. How long ago was this? Uh, like 10 years ago, oh. like that. Oh. Dude, I yeah. bought several cars for newspaper ads with no pictures. Right. Like that's the way right. like, used to be. Right, cars used to be. Or it was black a black and white in the black, Auto Trader. One black and white. One photo. black and white. I'm also photo. the guy who leaves notes on everybody's cars. Oh, so God. you're Art's best I've done friend, that. dude. Yeah. Yeah. I've I bought I think four cars from San Francisco. Just I, I bought a Dakar E36 M3 with like Sick. I think it was like seventy six thousand miles on it by wow. leaving a note on it. Dude hit me up six months later. To sell me the car. Yeah, I've heard of that happening. The, yeah. the kind yeah, of like six months so later time, type Every stuff. time that I've had to do that, yeah. that's what's happened. It's, it's been way like, later. I've left a note, got no response yeah. or anything like that. Six months, seven months, eight months pass. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, I'll get a random text like, hey, you left a note on my car. Do you still want to buy it? I'm just like, yeah, yeah. of course. And that was their, they're thinking about selling it. And they're like, oh, a guy left a note. Yeah. And that's the first course of action. So you yeah. actually might get a good and deal. That's how you and, get a steal. Yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah. so um, hmm. the first A86 I had, um, I mean, I, I go kind of an, to another level on this. I go knock on doors sometimes. I've done that. I've done <laughs> so, that. There was an A86 uh, in Watsonville in a driveway. Uh, and... Uh, basically looked like a really nice intact car and uh but it looked like it, it was dusty it had been sitting for a bit yeah. which is ideal right you want a sitting car because yeah, yeah, you know sure. they might be want to move it and so i go knock on the door um uh, dude's wife opens the door um calls the husband uh and basically like turns out that the the car uh he used to commute up here up to like half moon bay in it yeah. like back and forth and he owned it for like 25 years and he just went back and forth like it was just his fun little rear wheel drive Corolla he didn't know shit about it bought over $250 with a blown um, uh, radiator and so he blew the radiator, parked it, got a truck and never fixed it. And so the car was sitting there for like eight months. So I fixed the radiator, drove it for, I want to say like six months and I flipped it for, I don't remember how much, but like 10 X of whatever I paid for Damn. it. Right. Like, or uh, it was, or not 10. I mean, it was a big number. Yeah. Um, I might've sold it for like 7,500 bucks, bought it for 250 bucks. And, uh, bucks yeah, so more than from 10 that, X, yeah, yeah. W w big number. Right. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's, uh, done that several times. Uh, most recently, uh, the, the was not successful with that. Uh, there's a uh, 13,000 mile uh na miata with an r package like down the street from my house yeah and it's sitting in a garage with boxes on it just dusty and <laughs> i knocked on the door and the guy basically slammed the door in my face and it's still there i saw it yesterday uh but yeah i mean well, you're not you gonna know, get it go how for did it. you know the mileage because I went into the garage while the garage door was open, <laughs> nice. and oh, I, I poked around. So, <laughs> hey, well, in San Francisco, you can do what you want. I, right? Yeah. So basically, I've been on the receiving end of this behavior. <laughs> it fucking sucks. So, um, Wait, well, I was driving by. Walks through your garage. No, someone knocked on the door to be like, uh, "I saw your BMW out there." And but that guy was just wanted to talk to you. He didn't I even want, think yeah. his angle was probably to like Eventually, see what was up. Yeah. But yeah. So if he uh, just wanted to talk to you. That's weird. It was weird. Yeah, so Navid, you started talk, taking yeah. pictures of cars, obviously so them yeah and then how does that turn into writing for speed hunters and and um, all that well so i was like taking pictures and stuff uh i enjoyed it i like 
I started doing other photography. So like outside of like cars and stuff. And yeah. I was just trying to like practice and like work with colors. So you used to like walk everything. up to chicks at parties and say like, Hey, I'm a photographer. I can shoot you Absolutely like a not. nice I outfits. still don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I mean, we have a casting couch right here. Yeah, so. yeah that's what I was thinking of when I first walked in. But dude, I didn't yeah. want to say anything, you know. I know. Are you uncomfortable right now? Because it's gonna go down, dude. <laughs> There's four dudes here, so uh. <laughs> super creepy. Um, anyways, <laughs> anyway. yeah. I, I guess I just started getting into like other stuff. I was doing yeah. like like I was trying to do buildings for a little bit. So I did a little bit of side work with like some friends that are real estate agents and I did like their listing photos and I kind of enjoyed that. It was cool. Shot wide angle, super HDR. Yeah, everything's always <laughs> HDR wide angle, yeah, like yeah. fully open everything. Yeah. And like, it, it, they all look the same. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, um, so that, that was, that was what actually deterred me from that was that like everything looks the same all the yeah, time. Yeah. And it's just like, I'm tired of doing the same shit over, like over and over and over. Um, so then I moved into like doing scenery stuff uh-huh. and the problem is like how many pictures of like mountains can you take? Yeah. You know I mean? Like that starts to get repetitive over time. Well, and too. you, you're not like traveling the globe. So yeah, you're not, not like seeing these new, with, new like, places. Unlimited yeah. budgets uh, yeah. to like fly around the globe to get pictures mm-hmm. of like Italy and all sorts of crazy shit. So, yeah. um, yeah, I mean, I just, I, that switched and I started to focus a little bit more on cars and then like I have a couple of like photography mentors. Um, I don't know if I should mention them or not, but one of them is brendan bannister you guys are welcome to look him up um he is he actually doesn't shoot cars but he's a very very good photographer um and he's a very close friend of mine who used to shoot cars um and he helped me like understand coloring and stuff like that a little bit more Mm -hmm. um does he wear Morpheus goggles? <laughs> My mentor does. Yeah. Does he really? It's like half steampunk. Nice. Um, well, yeah. And, and then, like, I don't know, that kind of just escalated. I started shooting, like, the for sale ad stuff that i had but then i was also shooting stuff for my friends because like to be honest they were being cheap and they don't want to pay photographers to like take pictures of their cars Mm -hmm. and whatnot so i was just like whatever like we're just hanging out anyways i'll I'll take pictures or whatever of it and then um like a year and a half two years a year and a half two years ago um uh trevor i don't know if you guys know trevor right so like trevor was doing work with speed hunters uh, about maybe like a year and a half before I started working with them. Uh-huh. And uh, I saw him like doing work and everything. And I really liked the work that he was doing. I liked, you know, I liked seeing it before that I would like frequently go on speed hunters and I would read up stuff that was interesting to me. Um, but I wasn't like, I never thought that like, Oh, I want to be a contributor here or something like that. Um, but then I started seeing Trevor do it and everything. And then he actually like kind of nudged me and was like, you know, you should do a couple of these, like I am the speed hunters thing, which is something that they do to like, get people involved if they wanted to tell their story or take some photos and and give it a shot kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But also it's a way for them to see like how dedicated you actually are and like how much work you're willing to put in and how good you are. If, and if like a spot opens up. Um, So I did that for a couple of articles. Um, One of them was Eric Lamb's green Supra. Um, And then I, I actually was hosting a drive with my friend Evan back then that was called the Japanese supercar cruise. And it was all like FD, RX-7, Skyline stuff that we would do like twice a year, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, So I did coverage of that. 
Um, and then like it went really well. And I think I just got really lucky with timing because shortly after that, they did like a little bit of an expansion and started hiring a couple of other people. And I ended up being part of that too. Nice. With the help of. Well, that was like when Larry left and stuff. And yeah, then, I think. Uh, and then like uh, Kyron came on too. Kyron he, was actually on before I was. Oh, okay. Um, but he started with I am the speed and stuff yep. too. Yeah, he started. That's, that's usually the route to take. So like as a piece of advice to any, because I get people asking me all the time, like, hey, how do I do this? Or, yeah, hey, how just do, I do it. it. Like, yeah, like, honestly, I've even reached out to, like, Petrolicious and stuff before because I, I really look up to them a lot, too. And, like, all you got to do really is just ask, like, hey, can I do this? And, and they'll be, be like, you'll be surprised at how many people will actually tell you yes. I think that's the biggest problem that most of these kids have is that, like, they're not willing to actually ask. They're, like, afraid of asking the right questions or stuff like that. And to be honest with you, I can't blame them. A lot of people, like, in our age, especially, like, millennials and whatnot, they come off kind of like standoffish in a way, especially with like photographers. They claim to be like, you know, oh, I'm open or whatever. But then you hit somebody up and they'll like kind of blow you blow you off and kind of just push you to the side in a way. Um, but that, you know, like if somebody gives you that, just move on to the next person and just keep keep trying. That's what I did. And it worked eventually. And now it's like I do this part time. It's not my full gig. But um, I mean, I, I, I do it almost as I don't want to sound like corny or cheesy but it's almost like a form of therapy in a way because like i'm like slammed with like my real job all the time and stuff and like when i actually get to go and shoot a car and then tell the story of the person that's behind it like i actually enjoy doing that mm -hmm. and like i get a sense of like this is sick because i get to tell this person's story and all these people are going to get to see it i mean we have i think last year we had 26 million website hits um mm. for the year so a lot of people get to see that stuff and I'm yeah. the one that gets to share that with them, you know? Yeah. 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 It's your hobby and you get paid for it yeah. and you enjoy doing it. I yeah. mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's like awesome. a win, win, win. And I, I thoroughly would recommend other people to do it too. If that's what they're, if that's mm -hmm. what they're going after. But, and it's so cool to have like just such an influence, basically, you know, you just have a large audience, like being able to do something and put it out and yeah. so many eyeballs see that i mean that's gotta yeah that's it's, gotta a, it's a blessing and a curse at the same time too uh i mean oh, it, because it, cr cr critics or people, <laughs> people like to be critics a lot um i think they're i think everybody just wants to be relevant in some sort of way or form and i don't blame them for that you know everybody's entitled to their opinion and they're welcome to express that or whatever um some people just come off very angry about it so yeah um you get some pretty you get you, you can get hate every now and then like Earlier we were talking, uh, was it this podcast or the last one? But we were talking about like credibility um, with like the people who write and stuff like that. Like I don't consider myself a journalist or anything like that. Like I actually don't like calling that the word or whatever. Um, for me, it's more of just like, I'm just here to like give you guys content and stuff. Um, and like I did a story on like one, it was it was actually supposed to be around like my GTR. I, I, I got hired on basically after that car was already built and like done. It wasn't like a crazy build or anything, but I had already modded it and like did all the stuff that I wanted to do to it at that point. So, and we have a segment that's meant for our contributors project cars. Mm. So instead of me doing like a progressive build over time, I did a like, this is how it happened from beginning to end kind of thing. But then our senior editor wanted us, wanted me to elaborate and like kind of build credibility on like some of the cars that I owned before. And that turned into a comment storm about people thinking that I was bragging. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I'm, I'm legit not bragging. I'm right. just trying to give you guys an idea of why I think this car is good. That didn't comprehend or they couldn't like, yeah. that, that didn't resonate with them at all. Even though that's exactly what I said in the beginning of the article. Right. Like I prefaced it with that. I was like, you know, 
I'm not, I'm going to, I'm sitting here telling you that I love the GTR for these reasons. And this is why, like I've owned this and I've driven all of this to yeah, this is understanding. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? You're, you're like, like, I have a pretty good baseline. Here's the reason why. Yeah. And I like this car, but it was too... Da, 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 exactly. This. And like, it's just like, it's 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 a hobby. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. At the end of the day, like all of this really is just a hobby. And it's like, why are you guys taking this so seriously? Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, I, I personally don't care. It's just, I feel like, you know, people like to give negative feedback more than they like to give positive feedback but there was a lot of positive feedback with that and everything too that's true and i mean and there's definitely more like positive feedback that people aren't writing there so absolutely it's easier to just think something positive and not do anything about it than it is to think something negative and like it's like youtube right like like like, like yelp yeah like when we were doing youtube we did some youtube videos and stuff you just don't even look at the comments oh yeah for sure i hear matt Perret talk about that they're always you just can't look at them basically yeah like no matter what they're gonna be bad for yeah. the most part yeah for sure so yeah yeah cool i don't know um, a ton about the inner workings of speed hunter how many uh contributors are there um the exact I, number i don't remember i think we actually just expanded a little bit more again okay so i think we're around maybe 20 con- con- 20 contributors yeah um but we have two senior contributors um and then we Is that have dino one of them um, Dino's, no, Dino's actually, Dino? I believe, I forgot his title, okay. but he was um, editor in chief and then he just moved to editor at large. Yeah. He's so the editor we, at large. Yeah, there yeah. You know, that's, that's what it is. And then yeah. Patty is the editor in chief. Yeah. Okay. Cool. It sounds yeah. like you're enjoying it. It is an interesting organization, right? Like I'm, I'm kind of curious too about the inner workings a little so bit. So I don't know if you guys know, but we're owned by EA. Um, so need for speed and all that stuff. We're all uh, under one roof. Um, huh. so I that's why that. yeah. I, I remember seeing need for speed was like a big, you know, it was yeah. like the behind graphic. For so, the so I get well, paid by yeah. EA. <laughs> it's pretty oh, crazy. Cause like this whole project was supposed to be to promote the game series and early on. That was like the sole purpose. It was like a way to build a community around the games with I a hardcore come to way later, like a core enthusiast community. And then like, when basically it became yeah, how early was that? I thought, I don't know, like 12 years ago, maybe 10 years ago. How long has it been? Yeah. It's been, I think close to like 12, 13 years. Yeah. And that EA was involved. Yeah. Yeah. From day one. Yeah. And so originally it was supposed to be this, this whole thing, but it, it ended up becoming its own entire kind of lifestyle culture. Yeah. Uh, you know, website. And so in recent years they're they've been trying to figure out how to incorporate it and you'll see little bits and bobs of <laughs> little bits and pieces of it but yeah. um and you know a lot of the personalities that have been part of speed hunters have been integrated into the games and yeah, stuff like but, the rwb guys and yeah. like um i don't know if you guys follow stay crushing but he was on there like just, just random instagram influencers and stuff like that yeah and the crazy thing is that all of this is run from sweden right like the mate like hq is there aren't they in sweden still EA's hq Oh, I thought it was um, Speed Hunters. I Speed thought like the he- what's his name? The Patty guy- is in uh, Ireland. Ireland, yeah, Ireland, Ireland. Not it's there's a there's also a guy in who's the guy in Sweden? Patty's in Ireland. Dino's Rob. in Japan. Rob Burrows or Rob something like that. Rob Chandler. Are you talking Chandler? about Rob Chandler? Might have changed in the past, but I, I dealt with someone in Sweden in the past. But it was like an EA. EA office in Sweden. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. maybe. But maybe their headquarters changed. is actually here in the Bay. Right, right. They're, they're in Foster City yeah, or something. Right? Yeah, yeah. They're pretty close by. So how's it? How's it grouped together? I mean, I get the impression that it's every. You know, all the writers, twenty or so, are all in all different corners of uh, corners of the globe. Yep. 
And are you guys, do you guys get together? Is there like any sense of like, this is a business where we're all in the same company and um, you have conference calls to talk about edits and stuff or how's that work? We, we do have like conference calls and stuff like that. Um, there is structure and everything. I mean, we, we have like best practices and everything. So it's ran like, mm -hmm. it's actually ran kind of corporate to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. um, we have a structure of how we get paid. We have a structure on what kind of articles that we're doing. We have a structure on time limits, on uh, mm -hmm. event coverage, stuff like that. There's structure to everything really. Um, but at the same time, it's very lax. Like we have a lot of creative ability to kind of write what we want to write about, uh, photograph what we want to photograph about. A lot of times they have actually even let us slide with pro like, like experimenting with things. Like I did a story on vintage electric bicycles before, which was, you know, that's not a car, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, it's, it's something that's integrated a lot with like, especially the vintage automotive world. I don't know if you guys are aware of vintage electric, but they're, they have like a say with like Rod Emery. And yeah, like, yeah. I sort of love like their bikes and they've been around forever. They finally they have a Canepa and everything. Yeah. Like just like in the last like two years, they finally started marketing with a lot of like yeah. more uh, with yeah, the so influencer like, types, but yeah, Andrew, they're great. The dude who like the, the, the founder, Andrew, he's, he's hardcore into E36. Aren't company. they like in San Carlos or something? They're in uh Sunnyvale. Oh, Sunnyvale. Okay. Yeah. Or Rob, Rob, Sunnyvale? Rob below is the person I worked with in the past by the way that's maybe what I, was thinking. Yeah. I don't so that's the other thing too is like we don't know everybody who's involved in this when it comes to the corporate level like mm -hmm. we're it's almost like looking at us as like contractors kind of in a way so like we're supposed to follow a certain structure and everything but at the end of the day like we send po's and get paid by po mm -hmm. um and if something mm -hmm. isn't going to get approved or whatever like we, we would typically know like beforehand and stuff do like you that. get paid by like per word or is it like a there is word count involved yeah. image count involved video involved um and then like certain things have certain restrictions so like like our own build stuff if we're doing something that's like a progressive build there's just one set pay it doesn't matter how much you write or what yeah. you do for it you're just getting the same thing for it because it's a little bit easier content to get so you get paid a little bit less but how many people do you find are like in your position where they have a day job and are doing this sort of part-time versus like all of us except yeah. for i think the senior contributors oh really i think the senior contributors are not doing this part-time i think they're doing it full-time um but i could be wrong i mean things change for some of them um i know that i think jordan actually does a lot of like just photography period he also works with like other magazines not just mm -hmm. us so i think he's able to do it full-time i wanted to go that route but it's extremely difficult to live in the bay and be oh, able right. to make, make yeah. enough money to actually well, live like someone like is kyron still a speed hunter no. He is? Yes. But I mean he does photography full time. Yeah, so he does photography. He's full like time. a full time guy, but he's not full time for speed hunters. No, he's but he so. also works with um race service. Right. Taking so. photos. Oh, is that what he, I, mean, what he yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't know his like actual yeah. line of work over there, but yeah, if that is if that's what he's doing, yeah, he's doing like, social media and stuff. Yeah, yeah I don't know. The most recent thing, I don't know if it's public, so yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, he, there's something else. It seems but, like he's working. But yeah, he he you know, he's kinda he's just a hustler. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he does. I mean, he basically takes pictures for a living. Yeah, it's tough. And we take credit for starting his career, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lane, <laughs> Lane especially. Um, yeah. Lane, Lane gave him a place to sleep. Yeah. When he, yeah. <laughs> oh, when he came over here from, he was from Canada. Right? He's from yeah. Canada. He nice. came on a wagon. Yeah, covered wagon. And <laughs> yeah, Lane he take the Oregon Trail. Yeah, yeah. 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 He, had, he had dysentery a couple <laughs> times. Yeah. Yeah. Two, two oxen were lost. That's true. Yeah, yeah. That's true. <laughs> Which is a pretty good, I mean, Boulder Creek, there's some crazy river crossings up there. Yes. He shot an animal but it, he couldn't put it in his wagon because it was too heavy <laughs> so it, it sucks posterburner.com i just use their services i printed this really cool picture that i took at one of the lufka colts of jerry seinfeld's 
550 Spider in black and white, and I got it printed in 36 by 24. Um, really nice cardstock on a, and it's glossy. It's really cool. It's not like those cheap posters you find at the, you know, wherever at the mall or something. It's it really nice. to the photo, right? Yeah, like, exactly. You're normally just posting these on Instagram. It's yeah. so much better to see it full size. It's like a real art piece. It's something you want to print and have framed or give as a gift um, or even sell online. It's really cool. And all that for under 25 bucks shipped to your house within a couple days, right? That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah. And this it, is professional level stuff for sure. If you oh, would have yeah. told me that, I would have I would have thought you paid, you know, a hundred bucks for that. Yeah, it's amazing. It's, it's expensive to print really nice quality stuff. Oh, it's stuff. so cool. And this is stuff that was unheard of a few years ago so i really like it i think everyone should check it out get your family photos get your vacation photos Make you know give them as gifts yeah. all that stuff go to uh, posterburner.com forward slash dwa25 to get 10 percent off your entire order that's posterburner.com forward slash dwa25 yeah. Um, well, should we get into a little bit of project car updates? Yeah, man, David. So, what, what what do you own now? A Prius. A Prius. I was just gonna call you out on your key. I'm like, that better not be a Prius key. That is a Prius key. That's messed yeah. up, David. Everybody who hates on Priuses doesn't own an, a Prius. Well, I, of course, I've driven plenty, plenty and they plenty. suck. Why would they the not? Worst. Like, it's of course up. they're gonna hate on them. <laughs> Lane, delete the tape. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a podcast. <laughs> All right. So, no. what's in your stable? Uh, as of right now, nothing. I have. I think you're an NSX. That's my girlfriend's car. Oh. Yeah. Okay. What okay. does she have? Well, that's a NSX. clever strategy. What is it? That is. It's a '91 we, NSX, the red one, the, the red one, one that, that I brought that to was that Morning oh, Motors. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Morning Motors. I thought yeah. that was your car. No, 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 that's that's the girlfriend's car. But that'll hopefully be sold pretty soon too. Trying to convince her to sell it. Get her a Prius, huh? She has a Prius too. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh God. God. Two what Prius are you, family already. We had, there's like five in my family, dude. Oh Prius. my God. You, how can you not like well, it? Tell us why. Okay. Sales. No, I don't want to hear Let me ask you one question. Why would you ever choose that car? over a Camry hybrid because of it being a hatch. That's it. Yeah. How often Hatches are you using the hatch? Plus it, it also gets mm. better MPG than a Camry does. Oh, if I know, you, but you're talking about, about like MPG. 39 to 42 or whatever. Is this like a photographer thing? Months. Is that what you're saying? The well, handling a lot of dynamics. photographers do have Priuses, but, but I mean the, the hatch with the bags so disconnected. Or... Yeah, so like I can hang out of the back of that car for photos. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that's the sales pitch. So good gas mileage, hang out the back for f photographs. It's comfortable. It's quiet. The not comfortable. not as comfortable as a Camry. Cardboard seats, huh? You're down with them. Yeah, awful <laughs> <I> mean, dash. <laughs> All right, well that's this. I personally is, don't I'm, mind it, but I mean, I stop, get it. Trust dude, me, you, I was the same guy. I hated Priuses <laughs> for the longest time. I always had like an E30 as like a daily. That was that was like my number one daily thing. Um, and then eventually I I was flipping a Prius. And then I drove it, and I was like, holy shit. This holy kid's like shit. 50 MPG. These rear drum like, brakes are amazing. <laughs> I mean, don't get us. I mean, hybrids and electric cars are great for a daily. I mean, yeah. they're phenomenal for that, yeah. But it's just the Prius is not get the Get one that choice. actually feels like a car. Yep. I don't know, man. I've taken my Prius up nine, and it, it did pretty well. <laughs> you're horrible. <laughs> you're a horrible human yeah, being. Straight up, you're yeah. horrible. But it sounds like... I just walk out? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so is that, it, it, are you in this position because you have access to other cars, like, like friends' cars, you're covering cars on a regular basis? like does that fulfill that need uh probably uh, i mean i don't i don't necessarily know exactly but the fact that i do have access to some of the other cars that like my friends end up letting me drive um definitely helps keep me sane and like more patient with finding the right car that i want but if i didn't have that i'm almost certain that like my impatience would lead me to buying something to like get me by yeah. how long is your commute every day 
I work from home now. Okay, there's no reason I have a Caprius. You're right. <laughs> All right, moving <laughs> on. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I used to, so I used to commute. Uh, I was yeah, yeah. like up until about six months ago, I was commuting from Fremont to San Jose in traffic. All yeah, day. yeah, that, make, that so makes like, sense. So I was yeah, like, yeah. you know, why am I? And then before that, I I, I bought this Prius when I was in college still. Yeah, yeah. So uh, okay. I was like, you know, I'm. There's no point of me wasting money on a nice car that's yeah. just going to sit in traffic all day. Yeah, and commuting, you know? it's like it's better than sitting on a bus. Right? Yeah, exactly. But, so um, I'm kinda. a minivan guy, so I'm going to chalk it up to that same level of uh, decision making. Like you know, he had a mini. His parents had a minivan, yeah, so and I he, appreciate minivans, and you know, but it's not for sporting. It's like the utility. There's some I like weird things about it. You know, I can imagine. I'm just chalking it up. You know, for you that it's kind of gonna feel good that it's got great gas mileage and has a hatchback yeah and, it's a know. tool yeah it's i like minivans yeah. i think i and actually think that like the u.s is it sucks because of the fact that we don't embrace the minivan as much as we should yeah they kind of like suck. dude I have just, you seen some I, of the I, japanese minivans they're yeah. awesome oh, yeah, they're, they're nuts they're really cool oh like in japan yeah like, yeah, yeah. like japan specific I mean, yeah. shit, we're like Hi-ace, nerd with so. vans in general like we we're just in europe and drove an awesome like new vw transporter that was great like it drove really well for yeah. what it was and it was, it was big and perfect big big ass box seat nine people comfortably like yeah I mean, but then yeah. we've been driving this new honda odyssey and it is a big heavy fucking bitch those are also like they put the wrong motor in that yeah car. it's a honda accord motor basically. Yeah, the yeah. transmission's a piece of shit also a honda accord transmission it's really bad it weighs like twice as much yeah so. yeah, yeah. Yeah. That car feels like it's just struggling in every aspect. It's yeah. like it's like struggling to move and it's struggling to stop. Struggle. I don't know. Okay, so project Anyways, car update. Project car update. Um, I finished E46. Okay, cool. Brian's done. Yeah. Good. That's good. <laughs> and and it's all good. And you got it. You got the suspension dialed in. Yeah, I took it to BTM for a real alignment. Um, it's funny. I mean, there's of course so many little details I could bring up, but I put in these uh, rear, tr- uh, the front mount of the uh, rear trailing arm. There's these little pucks to reduce play, um, and I put those in, and uh, you know bolted it back up. I didn't know that that was actually how you adjust the rear toe. So <laughs> driving it down to oh. Blaine Fab from my house was super sketchy. I thought it was due to the fact that I, yeah, it's just like ready to <laughs> Oh, so it was road. just moving back and forth. No, it wasn't moving. I had it bolted solid, yeah. but it, it was like two degrees of toe in or something. Oh, wow. not, not degrees, but I'm, I, yeah. it, you know, we're talking in 16ths here, but it was like max toe in for the rear. I had chalked it up to the fact that I had uh, the, you know, I just, it was just a, I was just bolting stuff up, kind of a hack, uh, alignment with, with a camber on the front with the camber plates. Um, but yeah, it was, the alignment was all off. And so we, we set it before I left, uh, the shop, but, um, man, it was a freaking crunch, like, you know, between Saturday morning at like 10 30 AM when I started working on it and, uh, Monday night or, uh, yeah, Monday night, it was, I put like 30 hours into the thing, just like nonstop fucking Dude, that's <laughs> under the crazy. car. That is like crazy. I it won't, like I had listened to Pandora. I left, uh, that station on, on Saturday, uh, until it shut off. It, I, it was straight salsa music or whatever. <laughs> no, Samba radio. Fucking, they shut it off what after is 12 hours. Radio, dude? 
<laughs> it was Sabada. Well, by the it way, I, thought Sabada. I was more it excited was about salsa. The girl from Ipanema, I heard like fucking 50 times. It's like, probably. we don't have any more songs. <laughs> yeah, what do you want? I literally didn't. And wow. so it just shut off. It was like 12.30 a.m. and it just turned off. And I was like, oh, they must think I'm not here yeah, or something. I'm, there's no activity. Your bandwidth so shutting is you off. Yeah, unnecessary. And uh, yeah, my garage is a complete mess. Now it's a little nicer because the car's out of it. So there's a big gap in the middle, but it's like... <laughs> You know, destroyed. oil everywhere. Do you still have Tom's shitty car at your house? I do, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Is that Two all back cars. together? It's back together, yeah. Cool. And then I have a radiator that you can throw in. If you and want, then, so, uh, so how, what's the outcome? Is it is it good? Is it everything? It's, really, you, I it's mean, good. I mean, it's very early, right? So uh, I, I should mention that, uh, you know, I posted on Instagram. I got it all together on Monday night. I actually, I don't even remember what night it was, but, and it, I, oh yeah, it was because I was taking it to BTM. I had an appointment scheduled to get a good alignment there on Tuesday morning at 8 a.m. Uh, halfway to work, freaking uh, temperature pegs. And so I shut it down. I look, I don't see any hoses off, but I got towed in and I had him drop me off. I was like 10 minutes late for my 8 a.m. meeting that, you know, he, tow truck driver drops me off takes the car to BTM and turned out it was just one of the hoses, which I had explained to you guys on the podcast before that that's super weird hose connections for these cars that I was surprised to see. And sure enough, uh, you know, it's like kind of a press on fit. And then you press down this, uh, basically like a clip that's locking it in place. And I had messed with it a couple times where you push it on, you press on the clip and then you try to pull it off to see if you got it. And a couple times I had missed it. So I, I did this, I missed it, but then I, I, I didn't notice that I missed it. And so, you know, under extra pressure, I guess, event, you know, it, it was weird because I had done a few drives. They were just pretty short drives. Yeah. Uh, this was the first longer one. And uh, so that I, I didn't have a hose completely attached. So it popped off super easy fix. They, you know, they just, uh, connect it refill it bleed it uh and then they did the, did my alignment and so and you're happy i'm happy it's, oh you also put race brakes on i did what's the verdict they're not they're great what's no, so it, far oh you put porter fields or something right uh or, performance friction oh, the sorry. the whatever 08 something i forget they're what not it is. like super squeaky and stuff yet right now they're not did and you, I, did you grease I'm, the I'm get hot did you <laughs> grease the shit out of them did you I, grease I the did. backing I with did. the ceramic high temp shit uh, I don't know if it's a ceramic. It's you some put like, goop that's a like total pain more in the ass than I don't, like art puts like I I, I put like a lot crazy based amount. on art's notes. Yeah, yeah. I put a lot, and so, it was a total pain in the ass because it didn't. It never like gummed up like I was expecting. It stayed kind of wet, and mm. so was like, there was like a couple things out. that I had to do, and you got to get the order right. You got to do. You can't get any brake clean near it, you know. So you got to do all the cleaning first, and then you add this goop, and it's like now you know if you get something on i don't know it's a pain in the ass i really don't like so it. don't those like won't those eat up your rotors like yeah, crazy absolutely that's yeah. the thing so, so isn't the that kind of for a daily driver well yeah they're race brakes i'm gonna that is one of the i'm not concerned about replacing rotors at a bigger interval my biggest concern with these race brakes are the fact that one they're not going to perform well unless you heat them up and then two they're going to squeak like crazy that's that. That's my concern going in. I'm I I'm I'm fine with eating rotors. That's okay. Did uh, you but did, did you first, notice though, like temperature, like because like you some of them it depends on the compound. Like they're actually they're totally, pretty good they're from too, cold. Totally unique, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so first off, cold braking, actually fine. Yeah. It's actually it honestly it feels like it's like normal brake pads, and I'm giving it some time. I don't want to make judgments too early. I feel like 
once they're worn in a little bit more, you know, then I'll really find out. Um, cause I've only driven it, you know, a couple days here. Uh, but so, uh, cold temperature performance, totally fine. Uh, then squeaking, it's like barely squeaking right now. Good job. It's kind of amazing. You sque- yeah, you greased them right. That's good. Did you do the chamfering too on the shoulder? They were already chamfered a little bit. Oh, sweet. The back one's a lot. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, I actually had BTM pull one off because it looked like there was some scoring on my rotor. Mm. And so, uh, I just had them pull it off and check it. And they said, yeah, there was nothing on it, but they chamfered, you know, one set, the right side. Uh, and I think that does make a difference. I didn't yeah. mess with it. Uh, cause I didn't want to screw it up. Um, when I was doing it personally. Uh, so the only time it gets noisy is when it's hot, which that's mm. perfect. If, if they're noisy, if, if, if I'm bombing and they get noisy yeah i'm in a situation where that shit doesn't matter but the right? last thing you want is to wake up in the morning and every time you back in your thing. driveway the it's cold, a fucking screaming the cold witch. breaks when it's screeching which yeah that to me i'm still reserving judgment yeah until they're worn in because it may yeah. it may wear into that right mm-hmm. but for the moment they're fucking silent like normal breaks interesting and you I, like i haven't had a chance an opportunity to really flog it i'm just kind of easing into it because i've hand bolted every little piece of this thing together and so i just have that i would just want to go easy for a little bit because you know yeah uh just to see if anything falls off and then track day on friday <laughs> track day on friday yeah crazy nice um Anyone? and so i'm really so so far with the brakes i'm like i haven't i haven't really i did some work trying to bed them in but it was right when the, my temperature went crazy and so i didn't like completely do the full bedding process um but i'm like in some back roads today uh, I'm like barely dipping into the brake pressure and it's stopping really good. And I feel like they're just super capable. That's like my favorite thing about a proper race pad is the initial bite, how yeah. aggressive it is. So yeah. you don't have to stomp on them. That's yeah. so good. And it gets better as they get hotter, you know, then they get right. super grabby, which is really nice. Yeah. I mean, they're hot. I don't, that's I don't like know the good how, thing. I mean, so I put like a really, really aggressive compound on my 135i yeah. um, and I sold it to Goldeen and it was, it's the Hawk DTC-60s up front yeah. Yeah. and then DTC-70s I think up in the rear. is used as a race pad. It's I a think. race pad. Yeah. And uh, and so he liked them so much that he continued using them with with forever indefinitely. He still has the car five years later or whatever it is. And, and he um, probably hasn't had to change them. I don't, yeah, I don't know how many rotors he's been through, but yeah. I didn't, I mean, I drove it maybe 15,000 miles like that and my rotors were still okay so i don't know it depends on how it you definitely drive it, eats right? up rotors. if you're and like and you have to clean your wheels a lot too. track yeah it's really shitty for that yeah so, so that I'm, was I'm, a, gonna, I'm just gonna have to get some wheel cleaner yeah. and i'm gonna not do it when it's all hot you know wait, ceramic like in the pro. morning that's what i was here so ceramic coating your wheels is the right. angle i really yeah. want to do that i heard about that yeah, yeah and then you just wash that shit off because yeah. it's cheap it's not gonna cost you a whole lot of money right the wheels yeah. car right. and you could just rinse it off so totally yeah so i want to do that but i mean uh general reviews like it's, it's the handling feels really good. It's like, it's super flat in turns, you know, I'm testing it on, on ramps, uh, and then in the back roads and it, and it also is still fine. Like it's not harsh. Like it, 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 you know, over expansion joints and bumps and on back roads, like it's not, it's not jarring. It's like a very small increment up in stiffness. It feels like, but then the ha- handling uh, and, and turn in and everything is just like way, like an insane amount better than it was before. Like, or you drove it and, uh, you know, you drove it on pretty tight road, uh, and it is just flopping everywhere like a big whale before. And now <laughs> it's totally flat. And nice. I, I'm, I, I really love it. I think it's, uh, cool. The, the suspension feels good now and I can't wait to, you know, continue to feel it out and 
I have all the adjustments there ready, you know, to make the finer uh, changes yeah. as I, as I get, you know, a, a better feel for it. Is yeah. your car a ZHP? No, it's not. No, I was specifically not wanting a ZHP. I didn't want to pay more up front for that. Yeah. For the collectability aspect, and I, you know, it's just a little tweak of mine. I've that, driven both. They're not very different from. Well, I mean, the thing is, uh, once I was planning on doing all the suspension because I knew that's what I wanted, and I mean, if. I'm going to do that to the ZHP. It's kind of a waste yeah, of it's money. A, you're, you know, you're defeating the purpose the of the extra, car. Yeah. I mean, it's only if you were, care about the collectability. Yeah. And to me, I was, I'm drawn to the spec E46 aspect of it. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I bought the 330, which is all, you know, if I were able to turn it into a race car in the future, you know, I've got the right base. And yeah. you can't do that with a ZHP. Um, Makes sense. Okay. Anyone else? We're coming up on rally time. Do you have an update? I I don't have one that I had since the last podcast, but there's one big one that I missed that I think it's good for 944 owners to know. Um, Did I mention when I first bought the car that I had a grounding problem with my, and it was with the cluster. So the gauge cluster would occasionally read okay. And then everything would go fucking haywire. Like my tack was like at like nine grand and yeah. my fuel gauge would go to like full or empty all of a sudden. And then my temp would just bounce around. It was super inconsistent. Like that a firewall ground? Uh, so yes. So, um, and I knew it was a grounding problem. It was obvious because when I would hit bumps is when it would go super yeah. crazy. And the previous owner couldn't figure it out for some reason. He went to all the he was reading about the rear engine uh, grounds, which are the common ones. And then there's one underneath in the footwell that is supposed to be um, kind of attached to the cluster. Yeah. Um, it was the easiest one to access, which I was super stoked about. Yes. It's the one that's attached to the battery that is on the firewall. I just pulled out. I saw that it was corroded, pulled that off, cleaned, cleaned the surface on, you know, on the firewall, you know, the connectors and everything. And even the little bolt and everything, I like wire brushed the shit out of it. Bolted it up. Everything reads beautifully now. So like, um, that's you know been the case for a couple of weeks now. But I forgot to mention it last time. Very satisfying. Super easy fix. And um, I there are threads upon threads about this shit. And everybody always goes for the other grounds. And like, um, only maybe one or two of them mention this one specific one. And it's super easy to access. So nice. so yeah, that made a huge difference. I also. Um, Wham gave me shit for filling up my gas tank the other day because I usually don't do that because I'm a weirdo. Um, and uh, yeah, it unbalances <laughs> the car. Can't drive a car like that. <laughs> and so um, extra weight, man. And so I, I had Wait, texted. So do you just go like half a tank? No, yes. no. He gave him shit because that's so what no, I go half a tank all the time. He yeah. always does it. He thinks yeah. it's like it's gonna make the car handle worse if it has a full tank of gas. So for it's an autocrossing thing. Back in the day, I would only go. But a he doesn't autocross yeah. anymore. Yeah, yeah. 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 he still does. Exactly. It. Um, but anyways, um, root canal through the gums. He just commutes <laughs> here. And apparently, and Thomas said, "Look, I named my cars human names." So I had filled up my tank, and it was registering only half, and that was weird. And you know, I thought my gauge cluster was being weird and shit, whatever. And I couldn't figure out what the hell was wrong with it. I was reading about maybe the, you know, the uh, float inside can get stuck and stuff. And so I filled my tank again just to see maybe it would get dislodged or whatever. Cause I was texting Lay. I'm like, is your shit like accurate? And he's like, dude, it's super accurate. So after I filled it up the second time, it registered full and now it's registering fine. Like I think as a car sat for a long time and like in the last couple of years, it wasn't driven very much. And, but now all my gauges are accurate, which is a super nice thing to have with an old car, especially your fucking temp gauge, which you're always, and for a rally and for a rally. And so one thing that's really interesting about 
So I've heard the temp gauge can also be affected by that ground on the firewall. It was. It was totally uh, okay. affected by it. Yeah. yeah. So, so the other thing that I was going to mention about temp gauges, and I think this is an old car thing. Um, old cars register pretty accurately, and you see a lot of movement and change. They read and, hotter, and, too. And, and New cars point, are yeah. literally an on-off switch. So just right in the middle. They just stay in the middle, but yeah. that's within a huge right. range. And it's just saying it's normal operating temp. Right. And old cars actually move with how hot and how totally. cold they get. So the, this car moves a lot. Yeah, so, so like, it'll go up, it and then the fan will kick on. It goes all the way to like right before three quarters, yep. and then the fan kicks on, and it'll dip below halfway, yeah. and, and then, you know, depending if you're moving in the that freeway it'll stay there up. but if you're in stop and go traffic it'll it'll creep way beyond half i'm like holy shit and it hits right before the, the yeah. three-quarter mark and then the fan kicks in and then it come on, fan. Yeah. Please come on so remember you borrowed my car we traded cars when we yeah. borrowed some and you mentioned that You're right like, man the fuck the it moves around yeah, so much because it, it was accurate back yeah, then, yeah. right now but i guess it just like freaked people out now it's just like as you're saying. Oh, like, now they give people as little information as possible. And yeah. It's just like, it's all right. catastrophic. When that and shit then, comes right. on, it's like, go. Oh, it's basically fuck. a dummy light. It's my, just like. My gauge in the BMW is freaking a mix of oil temperature and freaking uh, uh, water temperature. That's nutty. So, wow. And it's the on off. It's always right in the middle. Or yeah. Boom. Yeah. That's scary. Yeah. yeah that sucks. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm that sucks. really annoyed that uh, the one thing that I love to have in a car that I, I mean, if I'm pushing it hard is oil temperature also, because like, I don't give a shit about like coolant temp when I'm driving, like, especially early on, like you don't want to push your car if you have cold oil. Right. So like, you don't know. So you just like kind of have to wait for like 20 minutes of driving because you know, coolant temperature is one thing, but until your oil is up to temp, then you can really start pushing the car. Right. And like, Right. That's one thing that I kind of would like to add, but I mean, I'm not going to do it. It's just like, you know, I mean, a lot of people always have if that. You're, uh, if your water temps at operating temp, it's likely that your coolant yeah. temps almost right. about there. So yeah. It takes well. Well, it'll be like a minute longer or something. It takes but, a little while. Yeah, like I, I mean, noticed in my Audi, it was in particular like my coolant would come because it depends on the thermostat too and how the system is set up. Like the Audi would warm up in like a mile like it was like boom coolant temp i mean yeah coolant temp is good and then my my oil temp would take like another five miles of driving you know it'll take a while um but yeah it's just one of those little things side note that's kind of related i plugged in an obd2 reader to my car today one of the bmw ones and you get all the freaking live data like all of these things it's live data like yeah. real temperatures just spitting out that little obd2 port that's as long cool. as the sensors kind of are, rad. aren't lying it's all it's all good stuff oh i yeah. guess yeah 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 that's no, that good that's cool though do you want to get into clk i want to i want to uh, yeah. i want to like breathe on it right now breathe so breathe on it we oh, that's such a mercedes way to so talk. who's driven it so far warren and i, I have. just you guys i've so, seen that car up 35 before oh you have yeah i yeah. think it was actually going to our cars and coffee to your or yeah, yeah, morning 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 was down your event, yeah. and i was still driving around up yeah. there and i passed him he was driving kind of slow oh yeah, yeah. well yeah so it on. is um we're borrowing uh brandon's clk 08 clk 63 amg black series it's uh, one of 500 made, one of 10 in red. Mars in red. In the whole yeah. world. Mars red. So rad. Uh, it's an 08. It has like really cool. 55,000 miles on it or something. 500 horsepower, 3,900 pounds. Um, DWA sticker on the console. DWA sticker on the console. Uh, automatic transmission. They're all automatics. I think it's a seven-speed automatic. It was the first uh, Mercedes to use that seven speed, I believe. And uh, yeah, it's like kind of like um, 
they're a version of like the old D DTM car that we never got basically. And it's pretty, a pretty freaking rad car. I will say it, uh, I know this is a car that's been pillarless on my radar. Coupe. What's up? Is it Pillarless Coupe? It is Pillarless Coupe. It's a car that's been on my radar forever. Like when they first came out, I I sold a lot of parts for them, um, carbon stuff and all this. And I remember uh, one of my good our good customers was Tony Kanon, IndyCar driver, and he called up and he had just bought one and he was like raving about how awesome this car was and and uh, he he was like super stoked on it. And this is a guy that's like drives indy cars for a living and yeah. has like all these rad ferraris and he uh, he just you know he has a gt3 and he kind of always goes through these new cars but super stoked on it and uh you look at this car and you're like okay it's a clk like you're gonna get in it and you think it's gonna be you know it'll be fast and it'll be like an e63 amg or something yeah, or yeah. a or a um e55 where it's like fast autobahn cruiser this thing's like 10 times harsher than you thought it would be as far as ride the turn in the steering ratio is like twice as quick as you think it would be like you you never have to pick your hands off the wheel basically um and it feels way more darty than you would think i i almost like a like if a lotus elise weighed twice as much hmm. that's kind of like the feeling you get driving this car like quickly on a back road where it, it you know it wants to move around a lot and stuff yeah. and it has this fat chunky kind of flat bottom steering wheel and uh does it still have like the overpowered power steering and all that stuff no no it's no still, it's, it's really incredibly, stiff incredibly um communicative yeah, yeah and it's so. hydraulic um yes. i don't yeah. know how they did it I don't know how they got the steering that good. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't have a like, crazy road feel or anything like that. It's not like, you yeah, know, yeah. just but tight. Good info. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, all right info, but it's just, it's, it's very quick and tight and it's not over boosted or anything like that. Yeah. Um, way more analog than you would think. And then the transmission kind of sucks. Yeah. Uh, it's got infamous Mercedes lug. Mm -hmm. yeah that's yeah. a bummer so yeah but it has yeah. tons of power and torque so you kind of just like stick it in third gear and then go third fourth or if you're on a tighter road you go second, second third, third. Mm. and you anticipate downshifts like that millisecond before you really want it yeah and you click it and then it goes and or a half second yeah <laughs> yeah it's fine yeah. yeah more like half second but yeah so um i think farah drove one that was swapped with a wasn't it a crossfire transmission or something there's like a i think it's an slk manual that you can put in these cars yeah and like i don't think anyone's ever done that to a black series i would be surprised i don't think it's a, yeah. a six-cylinder supercharged six-cylinder uh, a crossfire had a manual you could do but. i know they do that with some mercedes but i don't, I don't believe any i don't know i've never seen it done to a black series i man i feel like i saw maybe a like clk or like a clk 55 or maybe something. an amg but not yeah, the black yeah, yeah. series or something i mean but that sucks yeah that's like the one thing that like could make it a perfect car it sounds like right yeah i don't you know what is a perfect car right it's mm -hmm. like this thing right when i pick it up i wanted to go pick my kids up from school i can't because it doesn't have fucking back seats Oh, oh really? got it in the back? Yeah. Yeah, it Dude, has, it's they're, like they're taken out, and then the, in the middle, there's a waterfall, and underneath that is where they put the battery. You're so, talking like, like Pimp My Ride that's waterfall. That's really interesting. Yeah. Like, um, and it has like a composite, composite front fenders, composite rear trunk. If you look when you open the rear trunk, it says max load 100, 100 pounds. Yeah. 
like what? in the trunk. That's what? weird. And I don't know why, but maybe because it's just really theory. thin kind of yeah. material and stuff that they put back there. I mean, it's definitely like they went like way more race car than you would think they yeah. would. Yeah. You know, you think like buckets like DTM esque steering wheel. Uh, yeah, it's like feels special like when you're in it. It I'm really down does. though, but I mean, if you treat Sounds it as like awesome. your, if, you, if it's like your fun car in that way though, like <sighs> that's the hard part. It's not there for that then. Yeah, it's like, like a date night car. I was gonna say it could be like a weekend getaway car. Yeah, you can have fun on the back roads, but it's not a GT car. It's it GT, is a GT it's, car. It's right. not quite comfortable enough for full GT. That's right? the thing. It's yeah. it's harsher. It's, it's like harsher. Aston Martin, like V12 Vantage. This thing's like a notch up. Way more like race car. Really? Yeah. 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 A, dude, you guys are. You guys are making me think about this car now. Yeah. It's pretty badass. And yeah. I think the collectability's there. I just I'm just like There's I, one for sale right now on Bring a Trailer. Oh yeah. Silver, Silver one I saw. I just, just find myself just like listed. I've been saying this for like six years and it hasn't happened. What, so skyrocket on them? That, that it's, it's gonna, gonna go up. Yeah. They're so yeah. underappreciated. It's, it's crazy, especially man. like these rare colors. I mean I one of ten red. It looks killer in red. Um well how much how much are they going for? They've like been like 60s, 60, right? 70. I mean, for 80 low for a super low yeah. mile one. So this one needs suspension. Admittedly, he said it's it's due, but they are on uh, dealer back order. They don't build um, runs of these. It's factory Olins dampers. These shocks oh, and stuff. Like coilovers. That's why it's so stiff. Are yeah. they adjustable though? Or? I'm sure they are, yeah. but it's full Olins coilovers awesome. from the factory. And they only make the run like every year or something. So he's basically waiting for a run and he has that them, he has yeah. them on order how many miles 55 yeah 55. okay so you had hard driving i would do Hi, higher miles for sure yeah yeah um and then he was uh brandon was saying like this thing's had a, has a record of having like two or three uh motor mount changes already hmm. Hmm. and uh warren was saying that's pretty common with mercedes yeah a lot Wait, of torque 55, yeah. they're just soft yeah. yeah yeah soft mounts i and my my other like theory i mean it's a it's not it's not entirely real but dude you just want to stab the gas and let off all the fucking time oh. just to make like the sounds <laughs> sound. and it pops and bangs and gurgles yeah, so dude, all you want to do is you just want to like floor it and then let off floor it and let off and that's like the and most fun thing in this car yeah and what a hard uh, uh durometer to choose like it's got to be like this engine's gnarly and produces a lot of power. Yeah. Um, and so it can't be very stiff. Uh, uh -huh. But at the same time, you know, it's a sporty car. Yeah. And what are you going to do? That motor, dude. I mean, NA 500 horsepower. Just so good. Just huh? a German fucking wow. hot rod. It's badass. So I had a run. It was the morning, like Monday morning up the coast. I went from Santa Cruz to San Francisco and one of our favorite roads. I'm not going to mention it, but I had it completely clear to myself. Pillars, pillarless coupe. You know, no radio on or anything. Just fucking awesome. It was killer car. Yeah, I wouldn't change too much about it. What would you change? I mean, it's just the transmission for sure. And then I'd like to drive it with fresh suspension yeah. because it does wallow a little bit now. I don't know mm -hmm. what it's like fresh. Yeah, but it. it, it he says wallow though. It's like it is really stiff. It's just like it'll bounce a little bit. Yeah, like not, the the suspension. Like the rebound. Yeah, the yeah. rebound is is a little bit jouncy. Oh, okay. 
Montreal is to describe. But I wouldn't. Not, I wouldn't. I wouldn't yeah, use the word wallow because I think I think of wallow as like you know kind of like, like very soft, like soft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it has more of that than it should. That's what it feels like. Mm, like yeah. it's actually not keeping the tires where they need. Right. To be. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, the um, biggest thing is that car's pretty heavy. So it's it all, heavy. You're also battling the weight. That's yeah. a was, big part so of it. Like fighting a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same time. And I was between second and third gear, and I never floored it. Yeah, for that, especially for the road that I know you yeah, drove on. Yeah, 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 didn't have to. It's a yeah. it's a beast, dude. It's like it's beast. one of those cars where you, you know, in a straight line, you're going 25. You floor it, and it, it's just like up. it'll just it'll move all over the yeah, road. It's a dude. serious serious car. So. It looks so fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. it's amazing. It's a I, proportions car. are so good. Yeah, yeah. I, I really really like these cars. Yeah. It's a rad car, and and really, it's like if you look at it, like the the transmission is not. It's it's weird because it does suck, but it kind of doesn't even let it down. That's what I was going to say. That much. I, it's that. it's a weird. There's there's a weird thing there because it has so much power and you can sharpen them up, so right? Good. Isn't there like a chip or something for yeah, the transmission? You can tune right? Transmission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's oh, like really? That it improves yeah. the shift better. Yeah, well, that's, that's yeah. I bet Rentech has something or yeah. Weiss Tech or one of those places. Yeah. That's pretty. I think good. I would take it with the, a manual if if I can. Oh, just, or a know. proper DCT. I think would even help. Yeah, I'd like to try that. Yeah. I mean that'd be awesome and have a if it, oh that's the other thing too when you downshift in it like you say you're going third to second it doesn't match revs oh, so it so barely it just kind of, it like yeah. lurch and it's kind of sketch dude you feel like if you if you're really driving hard it could like upset the rear end yeah like it's like imagine downshifting in a manual without matching the revs you do have a little bit of the torque converter thing happening though where it kind of softens it yeah so it's not as harsh as like doing that in a manual mm-hmm. transmission because it is slipping a clutch essentially you know yeah. the way yeah. it works but it definitely it doesn't do like the modern cars where it matches perfectly and it's yeah. all smooth and seamless it it, it definitely is kind of hard i cannot believe they could get a clk to be this car hmm. i would never have expected it to be that good and then it makes me want to drive an SL65 Black, which sounds amazing, or the new C63, which we've talked about. I've right. never driven one. Have you driven uh, a C63 Black? Uh, not a Black Series. Yeah. No, I've driven a normal C63. Yeah. They don't do anything for me. Okay. I'd rather man, have an M3. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. so impressive. It just, but the Black Series, yeah. The Black Series, you guys are making it sound, I mean, you're selling me on it. Yeah. yeah. The rear Thanks strap brace is like two inches thick. In the trunk, <laughs> yeah, it goes through the trunk. It's so gnarly. That's crazy. And the front one's huge. Would, but you guys both have to give it a try. To yeah, try. yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm we'll excited. talk about it more next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but now it's time for trivia. Ooh, trivia time. Trivia. Are you down with some trivia? Down. If you know the results of this, don't uh, don't answer. But I'm gonna do my. Okay. I have a sports car market, the latest issue. This is a Barrett-Jackson auction in Uncasville, Connecticut. Oh, yeah, that place. 1997 Toyota Supra Mark IV, 15th anniversary coupe. This is black on black, 70,000 miles. Um, factory paint reflects its age and 70,000 miles. Other than a set of lowering springs and aftermarket exhaust, it's mostly stock. All lenses good. Front right brake caliper rusting. Sports 15th anniversary badges along with cheap sticker on hood. Standard rear spoiler shows uh, seats show moderate creasing. Clean factory wheels. Nankang tires. Oh, oh those God. are good. What um, the hell? <laughs> what an asshole. Used, used original engine compartment. Um, 
And what else? Any other notes? Is it a turbo or not? Um, it is a turbo. What year is it? It's, it's, a, man, it's a manual. Yeah, it's a 15th Maybe anniversary it's coupe. So what year is that, Warren? 1997 with 70,000 miles. Uh, like, hmm. doesn't sound like the engine was detailed or anything. Nankang tires. 97s have the update, by the way. Facelift. Hmm. 55. But not the super desirable hardtop because it's the later, all the, those were Targa's, the later cars. There was like 95 plus were all tar- hardtops for turbos or 96. I can't remember. Mm, no, I think I think they had very rare limited production run coupes like hardtops. Really? I thought it was all yeah, hard yeah. what it is. What, what year? What year? Was, there was a 97? It was a 97. So oh. one year before they discontinued them in the U.S. Okay. It's black, black, 15th black, anniversary. Black. I don't know if they're all black, black for 15th anniversary. No, I think they had uh, other colors okay. too. Uh, sticker on the hood, Nanking tires. Are we going Brian first on he, this? He, he already 50, guessed. What was 55? it? 55,000 from Brian. 70,000 miles, so not super low. 75. Not super high. 75. 75. Okay. Did you say 75? You're being optimistic. I'm going to say uh, I'm going to say 50. Okay. I'll say 85. 85. $176,000 for 70,000 miles. What? <laughs> oh my god. That's with rid- tires. That's ridiculous. With Nankings. <laughs> That's a misprint. What is happening? These have been on collectors' radars as ones to watch, and the fervor was heightened after the 174,000, 11,000 mile example. That 11,000 miles. That's a big difference. <laughs> that RM difference Sotheby's, one is a new car, and one is. Yeah. yeah. And the Sotheby's sold it at Amelia, which is a little bit different thing. Now the sale ratchets up the intensity even more, a stunning result that left me dumbfounded. Where but did then they again, sell? In where? Where? It was an RM at Unconnect. Barrett Jackson at yeah. Uncasville. Barrett Jackson. So it was not RM. There so, were re- so even less people in this wheelhouse than How you about, might expect. Remember that one in Florida at that Radwood, Florida? Yeah. yeah Fort he has one that one like had 4,000 miles? 3,000 miles or something. Yeah. That he trailered to our little yeah, impeccable. Yeah. Dude, imagine what that thing's worth. I remember we were saying like, well, that's two hundred at the two hundred. Then he yeah. says, "Let's call it very well sold, but this may become the norm. We'll have to wait and see." Holy and who is that writing it? Uh, is that Keith? No, no, it's not it's Keith. Um, Seventy thousand miles on Nankang's, not a detailed engine, nothing special. Some a sticker, sticker on, on it. Paint shows the that seventy thousand. Just drunk. Can you? Um, two guys were drunk. Yes, but that means this Did guy probably went in there thinking. Did they he was think it had seven thousand like, miles on it? I just asked four people that kind of had a general idea of what these cars might be yeah. worth, and we were between eighty and fifty, and yeah. it went for a hundred thousand dollars more. That's that, insane. Like, what does that mean for the market of Supras? Like, everybody, everyone's going to come out. I have a friend selling. It's a one of five six-speed hardtop. Supras. That's where it's at. Um, and he wants, I think, something like seventy. Yeah. For it. And this is like a seventy thousand mile hard top. What color? Yeah. Black. Throw it at auction. With with like the Redox kit and everything. He has all the factory stuff for this car and everything yeah. too. But this dude, so this guy just flips Supras. That's like mm. his thing. He has like <laughs> you he better, has a better have deep pockets now. All carbon. Like top to bottom Redox oh wide body God. Supra. That that. So this car is like that was. In stock form, a hundred thousand dollar supercar for sure. It was right. like a low mileage, six speed and hard top. Took it perfect. apart, and he tore it apart, and then did all carbon everything, top right. to bottom. So I want a non-turbo manual. Non. Have you ever driven a Supra? Not that generation. No. Yeah. They're like boats. 
Yeah. Well, very, I, like, I figure it's like more of a GT yeah, experience. Yeah, right? it's, it's definitely GT oriented. Yeah. Uh, if you want a Japanese sports car, get an R32 GTR. I don't like right hand drive. Why? I just hate it. I hate driving with the the idea of not being able to see around a car if I'm passing. But you can. Um, you just look on the other side. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to try it. Pull over to the curb. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I won't knock it to I'd like it. to try it too. I wish I, I still those... had mine. I would have given it to you guys. You oh, driven it. But like, dude, like, that car is. That was a like, dream car in high school, right? Bang like, for the like... buck, dude. You can get one of those for like 25 Gs right now. Yeah, they're crazy uh, sophisticated technological It's cars. faster than I the mean, NSX and faster than the Supra in yeah. every aspect. Straight line, track, everything. Uh, and all-wheel steering, right? All-wheel steering, yeah. all-wheel drive, but it's two-wheel drive, but the front wheels kick on when it feels like right. it basically has like a G-meter inside mm-hmm. of it. it. That car was was developed around the 959. Yeah. So like they took a 959 in Japan and like basically reverse engineered, reverse engineered it. it and said, yeah. how are we going to dumb this down into a $10,000 car mm-hmm. So or, or a $30,000 So yeah, why, yeah. what's the deal with values then? They're, um, they're, they're, go- they're overproduced. Yeah, but yeah. They're, they're, it's going to happen. They're coming up. Though. They're Special actually, ones. like, as I'm hearing the other side of the, literally the other side of the pond, like, re- like when you were able to buy those for 12 grand, like, six years ago yeah, you in Japan. That. Like, now there's, the prices in Japan are super elevated yeah. now. They're, like, going crazy. So, 100%. Yeah. I sold mine for nearly 50 grand. So, good. Good. Yeah. Not 176,000 is what you're saying. Definitely not 176,000. <laughs> Dead yeah. Kings. Much Rel- better. Relative car, deal. But- Let's I just talk about hand kings. Yeah. And didn't detail the engine. That's wow. crazy. Man, somebody came up. That guy is so <laughs> stoked. That That's ridiculous. Amazing. Or the guy who bought it is so bummed. <laughs> so bummed. It must have just been like two guys in the room had to have it. I would love to have watched that anymore. That one just doesn't make sense to me. That just sounds to me like somebody got scammed into into bidding that much. Like yeah. Probably didn't know much about this car in the first place. And these auctioneers are probably like yeah. pushing you to like. They're bidding. telling. Or right. They're like, like, look, the last one sold that. Yeah. 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 You need to bid up this. This much. is it. Like, when are you going to find another? Yeah. I want to know what the reserve was or the, the estimate. Because well, Bear Jackson, no reserve. No reserve, but estimates they had. No oh, estimates, right? yeah. Or Toyota bought it to hype the new Supra. <laughs> oh, we saw one. With all the dealer markups they're getting. Did you guys <laughs> see it on the rally, on the last rally? Yeah. Yeah. You guys passed com- by commercial? Yeah. 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 That was interesting. Yeah. Was and you saw, the, you saw the commercial, right? The real commercial? That yeah. yeah I saw, so I saw you guys posted it. Right? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. the real one. I remember mm-hmm. seeing and then it. The but guy, I just remember flying by the cop that yeah, day. Oh, yeah. For sure. Interesting is a good way to put the it. The producer of that commercial commented on our post and was like, that was you guys. Oh, shit. That was rad. <laughs> and then. Yeah. Because yeah. they were all super stoked on seeing older, cool yeah. cars, you know? Dude, I had so much fun on that rally, by the way. Yeah. That was. That was let's do it, let's do it again. That. Yeah, I'm gonna be on this. Yeah, time. let's have more fun. I'm just not registered as me. I'm That's registered okay. as as a good friend. Yes, yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> right on, man. Well, thank you so much for coming. We had a good time. I hope you did too. Likewise, thanks for having me. Right on, awesome. And uh, that's a podcast. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Later. Adios. Yep. I don't know, man. I've taken my Prius up nine and it, it did pretty well. You're horrible. <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome.
Go check us out on Patreon and become a patron of our podcast where you can get exclusive weekly podcasts from us that average around 25 to 45 minutes. We have about 55 of them up on there and we do them every week. Uh, We also give you discounts on rallies. Also, first chance to get on the rallies, which uh, this last one or this upcoming rally sold out within nine hours and it's uh, it ended up being a patron only rally uh yeah and we give you uh sticker packs and some other stuff so go join us patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome thanks we really appreciate it